You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here from the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is April 29th. 2021, and today's show is brought to you by Locker Room. Go download the Locker Room app right now. They just made one for Android as well. I believe it's the their beta, so I'm not sure if it's fully ready to go, uh, but at least you can kind of try it out, I believe, right now at the Android store. I know for, uh, for Apple users, Locker Room app is available. It is a great way to interact with other sports fans, uh, interact with me as well. I host weekly rooms there. I usually host a few a week as well, do some baseball trivia in addition to some Nationals talk. So it's a really fun place to join communities, to talk about your favorite sports, uh, your favorite events, life, all those things. Locker Room, it's, it's kind of like audio discord is the way that I would describe it. So make sure you guys download the Locker Room app. On today's show, we discuss the Nationals' 8-2 to win over the Toronto Blue Jays last night in Florida. They got it done splitting their two-game midweek series with Toronto. We'll talk about how it happened, the great performances. We'll break it all down next here on today's show. All right, let's get to it. On today's show, we discuss the Nationals' 8-2 win over the Toronto Blue Jays. The Nationals now get to 9-12. Toronto falls to 11-12. This, once again, was a two-game midweek series uh, for the Nationals and the Blue Jays. The Nats had a day off on Monday. They will have a day off uh, on Thursday, which is today, before they head home for a six-game homestand, I believe it is. Marlins and Braves both coming up at Nats Park. But let's talk about the action and how the Nationals got it done in this game 8-2. to two. We'll kind of take you guys through the action and talk about some of the specifics, but this game, you know, you kind of got worried from the outset, right, about the Nationals offense um, because they're facing a guy in Steven Matz who, let's be honest, the Nationals have had a lot of success against. A lot of the Nationals players have had a good deal of success against Steven Matz in the past, and uh, a lot of guys who are National League East players have had success against Steven Matz in the past, but Matz now goes to Toronto and is 4-0 in his first four starts. He is the first pitcher in Blue Jays history to do that. And so he's on a roll, but I I did think the matchup would be pretty good for the Nationals. I said that on the podcast yesterday. And a couple things to note before the game, before we really even get into it, was uh, the Nationals dropped Josh Bell in the lineup down. And that's something that I thought they should have done. I think just, you know, kind of alleviate some pressure on him. And I thought it was something that could potentially pay dividends for them in this game, and it did uh, in, in some respects. So the Nationals lineup, they went with Turner, Harrison, Zerman, Castro, Schwarber, Bell as the DH, Gomes, uh, Perez, and then a Stevenson uh, came in at one point in time, and then Victor Robles was rounding out the lineup as well. Once again, they did not need to use a uh, – they didn't have to have the pitcher hit is what I'm trying to say because – in this game, uh, obviously they're playing an American League team in their ballpark, so they had the DH. Now, early on in this game, maybe a little concerned, and I, and I was a little frustrated as well watching it. 
just seeing them get guys to first and third with one out and then Starlin Castro uh, striking out looking, which is not something you usually see Starlin Castro do. He took a pitch down and in from Steven Matz. It was a fastball, a pitch that he was immediately mad at himself for taking. And then Schwarber grounded out to second as well. So the Nationals, you know, with a Trey Turner single and a Zerman single, kind of just a slow roller that it looked like Joe Panic. The sun got in his eyes and the guys were joking on the broadcast. How often do you see the sun get in somebody's eyes for a ground ball? The answer is uh, not often. Not often do you see somebody say, well, I can't see. The sun is in my eyes on a grounder to third. So uh, but that's just kind of the weird dimensions of their stadium. Once again, because the stands aren't as high, um, the sun is still able to peek through there late in the game. So that allowed him to get first and third. And Steve Mass does a good job getting out of the Nationals. Should have made, you know, should have made something out of that. Uh, first inning, I mean, a really good stuff from Eric Fetty. He gets a line out and a ground out and then a strikeout. And his strikeout of Vladimir Guerrero in the first was a really good pitch. It was looked like he was using that sinker that he's got to, to get him out there. And it was a, a pitch that was down and in. And that was something that Nationals pitchers the night before did not do. They did not do a good job of, of you know, pitching him inside and trying to jam him or just give him stuff that would not allow him to extend his arms. And I believe it was a sinker that was just down and in. It was nice usage of that pitch. And Eric Fetty all night just had a good usage. Uh, we'll talk about his full performance as we go on. But uh, he did a good job in that setting. And when something else to mention you know, as we kind of talk about more of the Nationals' offense. Um, the Nats hit 304 at one point in this game. Uh, they, they was mentioned in the broadcast. Nationals are hitting 304 against left-handed pitching. That's a big advantage for them right now. They've done a great job hitting lefties, and Zimmerman continued that uh, as he poked one through the hole in the third inning that scored a couple runs. Rounds one to the left side and through. This will score two runs, and the Nationals have a 2-0 lead here in the third inning. Ryan Zimmerman, for the second straight day, comes through with a big knock. Said it last night. <laughs> oh, man. It's good to see him do well. A big hit for the Nats. And the bases loaded hasn't been his best friend throughout his career, and he just made it his good buddy right there with a the big knock. This was an identical ball that uh, the one that Zimmerman hit in the first inning, just between the shortstop and the third baseman, perfectly placed. And the reason why the Nats could score two, Robles single, Turner single, Harrison hit by pitch. The key to that is the Robles single. The fact that Victor Robles was able to get on base, turn over the lineup, and then hand it over to, uh, you know, Turner, who also got on, and then Howie, Ken or Howie Kendrick, or Josh Harrison, has done a great job of, you know, getting on base, too. Both those guys play so similarly, uh, Howie Kendrick and Josh Harrison. I mean, just a lot of energy, those guys. Uh, you know, Howie doesn't smile as much as, as Josh Harrison does, but... A lot of energy, good speed, right? And and those guys just bring a, a great element to the lineup and good stuff. And Harrison, we'll hear more from him later on in the game um, as, as well. And then Ryan Zerman just doing the job right there, doing a great job getting that ball through the gap. And the Nationals able to score two runs from that. So on Castro follows up, and he's able to atone for his first inning, uh, you know, looking at the third strike. Here's what he did. Starlin Castro in now to try and keep the line moving. Castro, hard ground ball up the middle. This one will score another run. Josh Harrison comes around. And the Nats have opened the lead up to 3-0 here in the third. Line is moving. Nationals make it 3-0 right there. Ball just right back up the middle. A great job by Stalin Castro hitting it where it was pitched. And just, you know, easy stuff right there. Making it 3-0 in this game. And 
you know, one part of it is, yeah, they gave Fetty a lead. Very good. Also, too, they did not convert, though. Schwarber and Bell got opportunity there, got an opportunity there with guys on base. Schwarber grounded out into a fielder's choice. Um, and then uh, grounded into a fielder's choice, excuse me. But no, he was not out, but he was at, it was at first on that one. Uh, he gets the first. Castro's out at second. So you got first and third there. And then Josh Bell grounds out to the pitcher. So obviously, with the ball going back to the pitcher, Zerman's at third. He cannot go home and score. So uh, Schwarber goes to second. Bell is out at first. Runner stays at third. And then Jan Gomes grounds out at the shortstop. So that back to middle, middle to back part of the order, a uh, little bit of struggle bust there. And kind of the, the, the struggles continue. I talked about that a good amount on the podcast. So Nationals have a 3-0 lead at this point. And then this is where Eric Fetty gets into some trouble. He walks Gurriel. Um, you know, he ends up getting uh, Bichette doubles in this inning as well. He puts a couple of guys on base. And at this point, they've got two outs in the inning. The bases are loaded. Gets a ground ball. And I will say, I mean, Trey Turner makes a spectacular play. Is able to charge this, and he's got to barehand it from Grichik. Grichik's got good speed, and he's got to charge it. Turner does. Picks it with one hand and makes the throw to get him out and not allow any runs. That's the great defense that you need to back up your pitcher on a night like this, especially against a lineup like this. You cannot give them any extra runs. And who knows, if it's a 3-1 game, maybe things change just a little bit because the, the, the Blue Jays have a bit of confidence there, but it was important. The Nationals kept them off the board, and this was in the bottom of the third inning. So after three, it was Nationals three, uh, Blue Jays zero. And the Nationals were able to open up the floodgates on offense. I'll tell you about that in a second, but first, a word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Locker Room. Like I mentioned, Locker Room, guys, is a great place for you to join a lot of sports fans like yourself and discuss your favorite teams, your favorite sports, your favorite storylines. Locker Room app, go on iOS or Android, I believe now, and download the Locker Room app. Uh, You can sign up. All of it is free. And it's just like an audio version of Discord. It's rooms where people are discussing a variety of things. There is a chat. It's a great way to interact with people like myself, you know, writers, podcasts, hosts, holding Q&As, all those kinds of things. I'm sure if you're interested in the NFL draft, you can download it tonight, and there will be a million NFL draft rooms going on, so you can really take your pick. You know, I'm sure if you want to look at the draft from a team perspective, they have rooms for that. So go check out the Locker Room app uh, in whatever app store you have on your mobile device. Today's show is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is an auto parts uh, online shop that has been serving customers for nearly 20 years. They've got hundreds of manufacturers. They can almost guarantee that you can find the parts for uh, you're looking for for your car or truck. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for pros and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on and then how did you hear about us box so you know what we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, so let's move on now to the fourth inning. And I know we're kind of you know, going really micro in this game, but that's where the things I like were. This inning starts off with a Victor Robles walk, or at least the offensive part of the inning did. Hernan Perez grounded out at the shortstop, but Robles walked, which allowed Turner to single, and then 
Josh Harrison, who gets plunked earlier in the game, says, you hit me, I get a hit off you. Here's how it sounded. Josh Harrison. Josh Harrison, a big swing. Gritchick moving back on it at the wall, and it's gone. Josh Harrison's second home run of the season, and the Nats have busted it open here in the fourth inning. No longer a singles party, and just like that, it's six to nothing. All these calls you guys are hearing are from Mass and also, too, from the Nationals radio network. But that makes it 6 nothing there, and we've talked about this so much. Josh Harrison and just what, what, what he's meant to this team. Guys on a one-year deal, they bring him in the middle of last year, right? Um, and for the Nationals, this season when Turner, you know, uh, had some struggles, and then uh, Soto obviously is out right now. Josh Harrison is a guy they've been able to put at the front of the lineup. You know, they won a game the other day with him at the front, and he has been able to produce, and he did in this game in a big way. Obviously, he goes one for four, has the walk, and then this three-run shot here, just a big league at bat in a spot where you're up 3-0 on the road. Get your team some run support. Get your pitcher some run support as well. Give him some confidence. Just a just a gigantic at bat. Like I really don't know how else to describe this other than a winning play. Uh, it's very much... And that's I mean, you know, it's funny. I mentioned Howie Kendrick earlier in the game. Like this is a Howie Kendrick at bat right here. This is this is this is a moment that Howie Kendrick would do. Having that guy at spark plug, that guy in the lineup that hey, maybe you didn't think you'd be relying on him in the way that you are relying on him, but you are, and he's getting it done. That's Josh Harrison right here in the spot that in the lineup you'd probably see Juan Soto in right hitting hitting two right behind. Um, you know, right behind Trey Turner, that is a spot that I asked to have Juan Soto in. Uh, that's the spot that maybe, you know, Matt Weirich and I talked about having Juan Soto in as well. And Josh Harrison getting it done in that two spot, making it a 6 nothing lead. And at that point, kind of think about what else happens in this game. They give Eric Fetty plenty of run support. He was just really good that fourth inning. Looked like he hit his stride. He got the ground out, pair of strikeouts swinging as well. And you go to the top of the fifth. A bit more of insurance, and it comes courtesy of the struggling Josh Bell, who has a great moment here. Josh Bell turning around about left-handed. 2-1 pitch. Cracked in the air to left field. Moving back on it is the left fielder. Looking up, it is gone. Goodbye. Over Guriel, over the wall, and straightaway left, and banged off an advertising billboard above the wall right back onto the playing field. There it is for Josh Bell, an opposite field, two-run homer. This is not an especially good pitch from Ty Tice at this point. Uh, Steven Matz have been chased out of the game, but... Tice leaves the ball. It's a fastball, middle up. Uh, it, it's middle of the plate, more in. It's about 94 miles an hour. And so these are pitches that up in the zone, Josh Bell has been swinging under. On this one, this is a, I mean, 94 miles an hour, he goes opposite field on this. So, you know, he does a really good job of, of timing this pitch, of getting that barrel to the ball and just flames it out of the park. I mean, a really excellent piece of hitting. It's good patience. It's great contact. It's all of the things that Josh Bell was showing us in spring training. He gets that barrel square to the baseball and just rocks it. This was an excellent swing. And look, you know, Josh, Josh Bell was not perfect uh, on the evening. He was far from perfect. But he goes one for four and has a power shot that really was the exclamation point on the win tonight. And, and Josh Bell doesn't have to hit 300. He does need to do things like this. And he needs to do it in games that are 2-1, 3-1, 4-1, you know, whatever the score is, closer games. But this is a nice uh, building block, hopefully, for him moving forward with this. So 
that made it six nothing at that point in time. Uh, you know, in that real, excuse me, eight nothing at that point in time. And the the Blue Jays were able to add two more runs uh, the rest of the way on a couple solo shots. Curiel had a solo shot, and then also uh, Bo Bichette had a solo shot as well in the eighth. But Nationals were able to hold steady, and Eric Fetty was a big part of that, no pun intended. We'll talk about his performance and give you guys some final lines from the game. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced in a limited edition only. They're also designs at a fair price. 1010 is an exclusive collection by 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana. 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Today's show is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline.ag. Also, this week, guys, there's tons of sports action. There's NFL Draft, which is tonight. There's Kentucky Derby, there is the, which is the first leg of the Triple Crown. There is NBA, NHL, UFC, Bellator, PFL, uh, and boxing, all of those things, reality TV, they're all available at betonline.ag. Use your laptop or mobile device to log in, make an account. It is free to do that. And upon your first deposit, if you use the promo code Locked On, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus. So if you deposit 100 bucks, you get 50 extra. If you deposit $200, you get an extra 100 to play with at betonline.ag. Once again, promo code locked on, betonline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, friends, let's talk about this this man, Eric Fetty. Uh, Eric Fetty goes six innings, two hits, three walks, seven Ks, one earned run. It was a home run. He goes 98 pitches and gets the win. Eric Fetty is now two and two on the season. And I've mentioned it, ever since that Braves game, which was a rough go for him, uh, the Nationals are 3-1 and one in games that he has pitched. And the only loss they took was the game in which it didn't matter what happened because Jacob deGrom was an alien in that game. And also five innings of three-run ball for him. Uh, was not the, It was not the worst outing in the world. That three runs just felt like it was about 20 runs because they were going up against Jacob deGrom. Just for some context, five innings into tonight's game, the Nationals scored, all the, I believe it was all, all eight of the runs, uh, were scored tonight by that fifth inning. So, you know, just to give you guys some context, Eric Fetty, if, if he was uh, had that performance tonight, would have been in line for uh, the win or a no decision. Uh, actually, he would have been, yeah, I totally would have been in line for the win tonight if he had that 
uh, last night if he had that performance. So just kind of, you know, the context of what a win means. But once again, I, I liken it to that Anibal Sanchez stretch where every time he was pitching, the Nationals were winning games. When he went out there to throw, the Nets, whether it be no decision or not, were giving him the correct run support. They trust the guy, and it was just a good feeling. And the Nationals have built a little bit of that with Eric Fetty. Once again, in games he's pitched this year, the Nationals are 3-2. and two. Ever since that first rough start of the season, he has been on, uh, you know, relatively speaking for him. He's given up runs in all of those games, but he has only given up, it's been a total of, I believe, six runs across those four contests, and the Nationals in those four contests, <clears throat> excuse me, are a combined three and one. So Eric Fetty is doing a really good job of holding down a rotation spot we did not think he would have. He did not think maybe he would have, and I know they picked him very high, right? I know this is a guy who is a high selection for the Washington Nationals and has not panned out in that way. But what he's given them right now, at this point in time, is exactly what they need. This team is without Steven Strasburg. John Lester has not been there yet. Patrick Corbin has is nowhere near his best game. But he is going out there, Eric Fetty, in a spot he did not believe he was in, and he is giving the Nationals a chance to win every single time out. And when he pitches, at this point in time, more often than not, the Nationals have won. So I really like the way he's pitching. I thought in that spot last night, he looked really strong. Love to see him in the dugout, you know, conversing with Max Scherzer. I think he's getting more and more comfortable as time goes along. And you got to understand, this guy is 28 now, and Matt's had him under control for a little while longer, but, you know, he's got a chance to make a case to maybe stick around, whether it be as, as a long man, a really good long man, or, you know, as, as the guy the Nationals always turn to at full strength if they need to start. Or, you know, who knows what the, what the, what the rotation looks like when they reach 2021. I mean, Eric Fetty could be a guy, or excuse me, 2022, Eric Fetty could be a guy who's in that fifth spot, you know, depending on how things shake out with the roster, right? This is a chance. There's a chance that this guy is around at that point in time. So, you know, all he should worry about now is here now going 1-0 each day. But if he keeps doing this, he, you know, he should feel pretty comfortable about his spot with this team because uh, they are going to rely on him. And if he keeps switching like this, even if he goes to the bullpen, they're definitely going to rely on him. They're definitely going to bring him out if the start doesn't go well and they need a guy to eat some things or they need a guy, you know, uh, if a pitcher gets injured to come into a game. That's that's how he came into to 2020, uh, 2020 season, right? With Strasburg going out in a game. In a game. So, that's that's the spot that Fetty could fill, and you know once again two and two as a starter. ERA is not excellent because he had that one really bad outing, but he has been improving steadily each performance. It feels like so far this season. Star of the night in this game definitely has to be Trey Turner. He was excellent, four for four, and Trey's getting that batting average up. He's starting to be that guy that we know he can be. And my dog is getting restless, so that's when you kind of know it's time to wrap up the show, and we will do so. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Next episode will be coming out. Uh, Arm Layton and I will preview the Nationals Marlins series taking place over the weekend. Until next time, my friends, please stay safe.